From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to announce my new book, Energy in Action, The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate a Life of Peace and Freedom. Inside, you're going to find 13 spiritual laws and 52 high vibrational spiritual practices, all to help you manifest a life of peace, abundance, and true freedom. Head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com and grab your copy today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherryanna Boyle. I'm your host and so excited that you are listening to this show. If you're new to the show, this is a show about spirituality and mental health. And we also talk about other things like health and nutrition, which is actually what we're going to be focusing on today. This is coming out at a time of year where you might be eating some things that you don't normally eat or a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. So it's kind of perfect timing for this topic. And it's a topic about emotional eating. And I'm not going to go at this alone, folks. I do have a very special guest to join me here today. So I'm going to be introducing you to the guest in just a moment. I want to remind you that this show is sponsored by the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. That's a place that you can visit through my website, which my website is sherryannaboyle.com. If you're not familiar with me, I'm the author of 10 books, Emotional Detox book series. My latest book is Energy in Action, which also has emotional detox principles in it, but according to the spiritual laws of the universe. So you folks might be interested in that. And so you head on over to Just Ask Spirit Market. Blaze.com. You're going to see some of our authors. You're going to see products and all sorts of services, people that support the show. So please check that out when you get a chance. Also, folks, if you are thinking about Azores Portugal retreat, this is it. Okay. This is it. You've got to make your decision if you want the $500 off discount. Like you, it's time, right? There's, there's no more. This is my last reminder I'm going to give you on the radio. <laughs> Subscribe to my newsletter list if, it, if you need a visual reminder there. But if you're looking for an emotional detox retreat, now this is until next May 2024, it's time. It's time. You've got to make your decision. <laughs> Go to SherryAnnaBoyle.com. And lastly, we're in the middle of the very first emotional detox certification that this is for the cleanse method. So you're actually getting certified in my, in the cleanse method, which is what I created. And that is this, how I teach emotional detoxing. And I know you didn't know about it and I'm sorry, I didn't tell you before, but I did a soft launch. I'm telling you, we're going to be launching again in January. So just to kind of plant that seed that if you're interested in getting certified in the cleanse method, once again, the place is sherryandboil.com. It will never change. Okay, so enough of that. I'm so excited for t- today's show. My guest is here. I'm going to introduce you right after the break. So hang in there. 
From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Danielle Dame, welcome to Just Ask Spirit. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me here, Sherrianna. I'm so excited for today. Uh, well, I'm excited to have you. You're the perfect person to have this discussion with. So once again, if you're just joining us on the radio we're talking about emotional eating. And this is the time of year where we can easily come up with a lot of excuses. <laughs> and this emotional eating thing can get a little covered up by, oh, it's Halloween. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. Right, Danielle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Christmas. Don't forget about Christmas. Oh, right? yes. I'll yeah. just start again in the new year and throw it all in now. Yeah. Yeah, it can get it, the point is it can get covered up. So then then it it's like anything that gets this like layers and then someone like Danielle has to come around and along and just kind of peel peel away those layers. But let me let me tell the audience a little bit about you. 
audience, Danielle Dame, and now we're going to call her Danny, okay, is a sugar freedom expert and somatic embodiment coach who is passionate about helping women heal their relationship with sugar and themselves so they can reclaim control over their health and energy once and for all. She has knowledge in nutrition, somatic healing, trauma coaching, and she's really, you and I met, Danny, uh, on the sugar, you were part of a summit, right? Yeah, I used to be the co-host of the Quit Sugar Summit. That's where we met. That's I think right. I interviewed you there. And um, yeah, it's so great to be chatting with you again. So you've been in this conversation and you've been working with clients for a long time. And I know you've done that on many different levels, group and groups and individual and this and that. So why don't you catch us up to speed on where you're at today? Yeah. Thanks for asking that. And it's funny, you know, the first thing that comes up is it seems like every year my practice and the work that I'm doing with my clients kind of shifts. And in, in what I'm witnessing, it's getting into deeper levels, right? Deeper levels of understanding. So my passion and focus is really helping women uncover the, the root causes and the, the deep inner healing that ultimately is why we binge on food, right? And for most of us, it's not cucumbers, right? It's Halloween candy. It's sugar. It's ice cream. It's having a stressful day at work and just eating pizza and snacks on the couch. Right. So this, you know, sugar addiction, emotional eating conversation really does tie deeply together. And it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, as I've learned and witnessed in helping hundreds of women now over the last seven years of doing this is really, you know, the underlying pieces and emotional eating is just one of many root causes that I ultimately feel is one of the biggest ones for, for women who may be listening to this, maybe stuck in those unhealthy patterns, whether it's binge eating or just craving sugar like crazy, not being able to, you know, not have a snack before bed and just noticing that, uh, sugar is really ruining your life, right? And and ruling your life, right? That that sense of I don't have control over food, right? And I know most women maybe nodding your head right now, you know, knowing that we want to eat healthy, we want to nourish our bodies, we want to feel good, we want to feel sexy in our bodies and have energy. And at the same time, we can't seem to stop eating the stuff that we know makes us feel like shit, right? And we know robs us of good sleep and causes weight gain and is leading to disease in the long run. So that that dissonance of like, I, you know, I want one thing so badly, but I can't seem to stop. And that's where the addictive patterns come in. And underneath these addictive patterns is really this combination of, and I'm super simplifying it here because this is like hour long conversations that we could have, but you know, the, the quick notes here is right. This underlying pattern of trauma, nervous system dysregulation and disconnection, inability to actually feel our emotions. And I know you do so much work in this, Sherrianna, and I have a very different approach when we talk about um, emotional eating and when I help my clients actually navigate through, you know, act building a new relationship with their emotions. Mm, interesting. So you mentioned a few things that people can, a few signs of emotional eating, but could you, could you dive into that a little bit? more deeply. So if somebody isn't really sure, right, perhaps they don't, they create one then, but maybe it's not all the time, or maybe they don't binge. I mean, how do you know if you're an emotional eater? And I imagine there's ranges with that. For sure. So I'm going to be bold and say, we're all emotional eaters. So every one of you listening is an emotional eater. And like you said, there's a scale, 
So some we might resonate with like, you know, deep in binge eating and some might be, you know, just, you know, at a low level occasionally once a day, you know, having, having a snack. But I say that with confidence because everyone that I've ever met has some sort of emotional, um, coping mechanism with food. So essentially what happens with emotional eating, um, and I'll get back to your question, I promise, right. Is this desire to uh, cope or escape some sort of difficult emotion and actually not just difficult emotions. Um, I was an emotional eater around joy, you know, celebration and joy was a huge trigger for me for wanting to have cookies and cakes. So I would, I would, um, classify emotional eating as any time that you are putting food or drink in your mouth when your body isn't actually needing food. So any other time, which when you start actually tracking this and being aware of it is most of the time for most of us, right? Most of the time we're eating, not because our body is, Hey, I need nutrients. I actually need sustenance. It's because of trying to escape or create a certain emotional state to help us feel better. So how that might look or how you would know, coming back to your question, uh, if you're an emotional eater would be, you know, if you ever notice feeling overly full. So overeating is a really uh, common sign of emotional eating as well. Um, eating, needing a snack or needing something sweet after a meal, that's kind of a combination of an emotional eating sign as well as maybe blood sugar dysregulation issues um, or energy issues. Um, some other signs are just, if you notice that you're in the pattern of uh, some people might not even be able to notice this because we're so emotionally disconnected, but if you've had a stressful day at work or you just had a fight with your husband or you're going through a really difficult time in life and you notice that your go-to for support is food, right? And is some sort of snacks or, or sweets. So just starting, I guess, to pay attention to how you're using food and an emotional eater will use food for some other reason other than actual nutrients. So if you're snacking in between meals, um, you know, there's a couple things, maybe you're not getting the right nutrients at your meal, but oftentimes it might be boredom. It might be stress. It might be um, discomfort in the body in some sort of way. Um, so those are a few of the telltale signs, you know, the late night uh, snacking is so, a huge so you one. What you're saying is we're misreading the, that we're not reading the cues of if you're hungry, then perhaps your stomach feels a little growly, or you can just feel when you're a little, when you're, for lack of a better word, when you're bonking a little bit, when you're like, I really need to eat. It's been a while. I can tell my body needs some energy. You're talking about sort of unconscious turning to food, not even realizing that you're not paying that you're not in line with the skills or perhaps like you said, you disassociate from the, the signals of your body and it becomes a habit. Yeah. Right. Right. Danielle. And so, and then of course our whole biochemistry gets affected and now we kind of start developing those sugar cravings. So go ahead. I just was kind of just, hearing you in that way. Is that, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you, you, you really, um, are helping highlight a really important part of this journey. When we're talking about emotional eating is exactly that. And this is where, um, you know, my, this the somatic training that I've done in this conversation could maybe go this place if we want to, but this understanding that we, we are extremely disconnected from our bodies 
And when we're disconnected from our bodies, we're actually disconnected from even feeling. So I know most women, actually all the women I've worked with at some level, don't even know what they're feeling. Don't even know how to connect with even a sensation in the body, right? Like, is there energy moving? Is there a heaviness in your chest? You know, these actual emotional cues. Um, so we are mostly mindlessly emotionally eating, right? We don't actually know. And on top of that, right, we are so disconnected from the feelings and sensations in our body. It's really hard to tell the difference between no, my body is telling me I need nutrients versus my body is trying to cope with some sort of difficult emotion. Most of you listening to this will have just no concept of the difference, right? So then we, we need to look for those, those, um, you know, examples like I just shared, right. Where you're eating snacks late at night on the couch, or you end up at the kitchen cupboards and you have no idea how you got there, right. Like those sorts of, uh, signals. Uh, but ideally the goal here is to get back into really understanding our bodies and get back into our bodies as a safe place to be, which is big work and difficult work because most of us have such dysregulated nervous systems and such patterns of like emotional neglect in our upbringing, where we're not validated in our emotions. We're not taught how to feel. We're not taught that feeling difficult emotions is actually okay. Especially mm -hmm. any ladies listening to this, like anger is a big one. We're taught is not okay. Women aren't allowed to feel anger, right? So the emotional stifling that happens in our society has been a major player in disconnecting us from feeling right? We learn that it's not okay to yeah. feel. It's not safe to feel. Uh, I don't know how to handle these big emotions, right? We see kids having temper tantrums, right? I know you have kids, right? These are yeah. big, difficult emotions. So thinking about like, how is that actually supported? Is it shut down? Is that kid then told to go to their room to deal with it by themselves and essentially abandoned in a time of, of discomfort? So we're starting mm -hmm. to understand a lot more about early childhood experiences, especially around mm -hmm. feeling our emotions and allowing ourselves to build a sense of resiliency so that now as we're adults, right, we can get out of the pattern of, oh my goodness, I'm stressed or I'm grieving. Um, I've just recently been through a lot of grief and I know that this is one of the hardest ones to not turn to food for, right? To like bring some happy chemicals back in the brain with sugar, right? Or distract ourselves from the unbearable pain of certain emotions, but it's such a vital part of being alive. And, and when we think about somatics, you know, not storing that stuff in the body. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really glad my mother doesn't listen to this show right now, because I'm going to say I grew up, you know, I know you say everybody's an emotional eater, but I, my, I grew up with, my mother was an emotional eater and you would never know it. She, she was within her weight range. She probably would say she wasn't, but I, I never looked at her that way. I never thought I, she always looked perfectly proportioned to me. But she used to <laughs> constantly, um, donuts was her big thing, right? We would uh, the stopping for the donuts. But I, I often, you know, the, here's the thing, Danielle, I hear everything that you're saying. I couldn't agree more with everything. I feel like, and my mother was a working mom. And I know back then people in my age that there was more, some people would work, some people wouldn't. Now there seems to be more women working. And I remember a lot of times she and I would make these quick runs for food because she had so much on her plate and she was 
running a business and she had kids and she had problems and her marriage, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it was very often we'd be getting subs, we'd be stopping at the Dunkin', you know, donuts back then and now. And I wonder about, you know, our we don't really have a relationship with food, Danielle. I mean, have you noticed that? That it's just deteriorated in terms of when people would cook together and they would get to know the food and they would touch the food and and they would have conversations and there would be different. And nowadays, it's just like the quickest and the fastest and people were overloaded. They have, and my mother, I do believe that contributed a lot. It was stress, right? For sure. Stress on the go. I'm hungry. And the thought of stopping and buying food and making dinner to someone who's working all day. I, and I do the same thing as a mom. I'm like, okay, where are we going for dinner? <laughs> because I'm not the time, because I always look at it as, okay, it's either I go get the stuff and cook. And then I'm eating later. Right. And I, I'm not a big fan of that because I know my body. I don't like to go. I need some space between when I go to bed and my last meal. I like to. So I, I recognize that. But have you noticed that? That's what I'm oh, noticing. Yeah. Am I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's like such a big rabbit hole for, for, for like a bigger conversation, Shariana. But I absolutely 100% when we look at the like systemic issues of what's going on with our food industry, right? It has very quickly, I think in the 50s and 60s started, um, started shifting into convenience foods, right? And started shifting with women needing to go to work, right? And not being in the household as much. And in this shift, and it's shocking, it's shocking how many women I work with that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, that don't know how to cook. And they hate cooking and they think they're a bad cook. Like we're, we're slowly starting to lose these skills that are not even being handed down to us, not just women, men can cook too. Right. And like, this isn't being taught in the household anymore. Right. And as that is progressing every decade, we are losing nourishing our bodies as a priority. So at a bigger scale, that's what I see is food and actually nourishing our bodies is like one of the number one basic human needs, right? We think of survival of humans, right? It's, you know, procreation, shelter, you know, food, right? These are the most basic aspects of what it means to be a human. And for some time now, we've been degrading and deprioritizing actually creating food, right? Actually going out and and growing food or, um, you know, getting, getting creative in the kitchen and just being in that environment. And I, I do feel like, you know, especially as women, that is a big part of where our creativity shines. Like women are naturally innately um, gifted in the kitchen. And there's something magical about doing that together, right? As a family or with your neighbors or with your friends. And we've, we've, we've really isolated ourselves, right? We've created, we live in the society now where not only are we isolated, right? We don't get together and cook with our, our neighbors anymore. We make sure all the food is ready before they come over, right? Like we don't engage in the kitchen in the way that we used to and, and take pride in actually going and, you know, going to the farmer's market. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite things to do every weekend is every Sunday morning, I go to the farmer's market and I see what's fresh and I, I just buy whatever's there and then come home and, and get creative with, okay, well, what's, what's for, what's for dinner, you know, this week. And we just don't do that anymore as a society. It's all about well, quick, convenient, and fast. And the 
And don't you think that, you know, I know for me and listeners, I'm sure you can feel this too. Sometimes I don't buy the vegetables because they go back in my refrigerator. Yeah. And yes. they're so expensive that we're we're now like, okay, am I really going to make that thing, right? Or is it going to go to waste? And sometimes I look at it as, well, if I buy it, then I really will make it because I don't want it to, you know, it can go either way for me. But I, I think there's another aspect to that for the expense. And I, and I don't want to complain, but I just think that is such an important part for all of us men and women to really look at that we have gotten into sort of this lifestyle of where's the quickest and then we sit down to eat it it's like two seconds right right we don't even take time to eat anymore right as a family or enjoy our food Uh, but this is actually you bring up something really interesting that i was wanted to touch on as well around that food waste right and around when we're actually thinking about getting back in the kitchen and yes we're busier now than ever which is a problem. In my opinion, I think there's some major inward looking that we each need to do around how complicated our lives have become and what we're saying yes to that we should actually be saying no to, um, you know, and really how we can start to simplify our lives. Cause we've, we've just, we, we can't keep going at this rate that we're going. I mean, we just can't. So when it comes to actual food, right, this is where building your habits of, of prep, and planning and, you know, oh, being in a oh, rhythm still with here. your food oh, Sorry, you glitched. is so mm-hmm. important. Being in this rhythm with our food is absolutely so vital because if we don't plan right in this busy day, right, we're going to end up with takeout. We're going to end up with those things that are rotting in the fridge. So it is really, I don't talk a lot about meal planning anymore, but it is such a vital piece of if you actually want to be healthy, you have to learn how to meal plan and you have to find mm. a rhythm that works for you. And that's not seven meals a week. Some For some people, that's planning two meals a week that they know they're going to cook and maybe making a double batch of it, right? And getting in the rhythm of like, when am I going to cook that, right? Maybe it's Monday night, maybe it's Friday night. Like it doesn't have to be on the weekend, right? And actually finding some sort of system that works for you and your family so that you can have home-cooked meals at least a couple times a week, right? And start edging yourself into um, or away from takeout, right? And away yeah. from th- those sorts of things. So it, 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 it is, is different. It, it is. And I will say, I was telling you before we got on that one of my daughter's homeschools. So I have one homeschooler and it's been very interesting because the other girls went to public schools and this daughter we're raising as a homeschool. And this kid has more life skills. She makes her meals. They're gorgeous. She takes pictures of them. She makes food for us. <laughs> like, could you, that looks so beautiful. Could you make me one too? And it's because we've, it allows her. Now it's not perfect. I'm not saying they're there with like anything. It does come with pros and cons, right? When you're homeschooling, then you have to find time to have social and things like that. But what it has allowed is, is meals because when she was in school, she wasn't eating and it was acceptable. And it was interesting to me to have conversations with teachers and staff about that. And they'd say, yeah, a lot of kids, they just bring a, they just bring a granola bar or something. And it was like, what? They just bring like, like, oh, that's what you do. You just bring a granola bar and you'll, that's how they get through the, and it's like, wow, 
Uh, you can see the point is, it's not to put down the schools or anybody. The point is to, to show the shift of a granola bar. It's hard to have a relationship with granola bar. <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, right. we have a relationship. It's just a minimal one, right? Or, or one that's like not about nourishment. It. It's about how do I just make this feeling in my body go away as quick as possible so that I can get on with my day, right? Like that's kind of the the mentality, right? It's just like, make this we have, go away. We have a relationship with the numbers. That's what we have. The Oh, how much, how much protein, how much right. this, that's what we have a relationship with. But it kind of reminds me of going on a date and sitting on your cell phone. You know, it's like, yeah, you're together, but are you really connecting, right? right. So it, it is interesting. I do want to offer some tips to the audience because they're probably like, yeah, that's me. That's me. So let's take another quick break, Danielle. When we come back from the break, everyone, Danielle's going to give us some tips. We're yes. not going to leave you hanging about emotional eating. And if you're just joining us on the radio, I'm speaking with Danny, Danielle Dame, and it's, and you can just go to her website. It's her name, Danielle, and it's D-A-E-M.com. So we'll be right back after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, the Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. 
Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at sherriannaboyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Today we're talk- today we're talking about emotional eating. And I know what you're thinking. Why are you doing this to me on Halloween? <laughs> well, why There's now? There's never a good time. There's never a good Don't time turn- to have this conversation. There's- exactly. There's never... A- right. We are here to help you. We are not judging you. Okay? We're not... We're showing you the kind of support there is available. So, Danny, how do we handle this? So emotional eaters, first of all, just for just a quick recap is not really listening to their bodies, disconnected, not understanding, feeling a lot of that. Yeah. What else do you have to share? Yeah. So definitely want to leave all of you with some tangible like next steps and tools. And before I do, it's really important that I preface this with when we have this conversation around emotions, right? I mean, this is beyond just emotional eating, right? It's just, by the way, it's not just with eating, right? Our inability to feel and honor our emotions and our need to avoid the pain and escape with something could be escaping with food. It could also be escaping with shopping or Instagram or alcohol, right? This is really the root of most addictive tendencies is the patterns in our body that, that have taught us it's not safe to feel, or we just literally have no resources because we've never been taught this, how to actually work with and honor big emotions like anger and grief and sadness. So, um, when we start understanding how important and vital feeling all of our feelings are, it really comes down to understanding two things. Number one, in, in, in terms of navigating out of this, right. Navigating back into our bodies, navigating back into feeling and building our toolbox when difficult emotions arise. So we no longer need to turn to food. Step one is, and this is the hardest part. I'm going to really, I'm, I'm going to admit this full on. And this, this takes some serious commitment and work, but step one is actually learning how to feel again. And this sounds so silly, so silly, but we, we've lost that skill we've lost. And I know many of my clients don't even connect with their body, right? Don't even know what it, what it feels like to be sad. Um, and you might, right. And you might know what joy feels like or sadness feels like, but you don't know what anger feels like. Like we have, we all have blockages around certain emotions that weren't okay growing up. So learning how to actually let those emotions come back online and learning how to actually like be in them. So this is the the stage of making friends with your feelings, making friends with your feelings. And it is hard when the feeling is heavy, right? And difficult. Mm-hmm. So that is absolutely step one. And a couple tips that I'll share there with you would be to just go slow. If that's something new to you, I mean, we're all on a different spectrum and a different piece of this journey, but 
for any of you listening who are brand new to feeling being in your body, right. Or feeling the feels, right. Maybe just starting by setting five minutes aside for yourself every day to be in stillness, right. And to close your eyes and go inward. doesn't even have to be a formal meditation. It can just be connecting to your breath and getting curious about what's going on in my body. Like just asking, what are the sensations? Um, and that is the second tip here is actually before even trying to connect with what am I feeling? Because a lot of a lot of you listening aren't there yet, are so disconnected, um, and that's okay. This is very much a part of you know the way that we've all been raised in the society we grew up in. But starting to connect with sensations first, so starting to notice in your body, you know, am I hot? Am I cold? Is there tingling in my wrists? You know, is there a tightness in my chest, or maybe my jaw is clenched? Um, so just literally starting to notice physical sensations first. And then you mm -hmm. can graduate up into maybe inviting in, like, is there a word for this emotion? Um, and, and just noticing in the body and the level two from that, the next tip from that, you know, as you progress along getting more connected with, okay, I can tune in, I'm feeling really stressed or I'm feeling really overwhelmed, or I'm feeling really just disheartened today from an argument that I had earlier, whatever it is, you know, the next step then is actually sitting in that emotion. So to repattern this, we need to train our nervous system that it's okay to feel that thing. And that's the biggest thing. We're working against a lot of belief systems that say it's not okay. I need to get out of this discomfort as soon as possible. So in order to rewire that, we actually have to sit in safely, you know, in um, a nurturing space, either maybe you can do this by yourself, either with a coach or a therapist, right, where you can actually be in your sadness, right, be in your, your, your stress, right? And allow yourself to actually feel it. And that is the hardest shift to make because your patterning is going to want to get you out of it. It's going to want to distract you. Let's go out uh, for a walk. Let's call a friend. Let's go do something else. You're going to want to distract, right? And that's the problem. Do, that's where food do is you, coming in. Do you have any science or tidbits that you can offer the audience on how this benefits them in terms of metabolism, because I think sometimes when we share those kinds of things, people are like, oh, okay, maybe I'll give it a try. Oh, it boosts my metabolism. You know, because, you know, I, I, a lot of emotional processing, you know, I've studied that myself and that's the stuff that people, immune system, you know, building your immune system. So 100%. I know it sounds silly, everyone, but there really are a lot of benefits that go far beyond, yeah. far beyond emotional eating for, yeah. for you to take Take the five minutes that Danielle is, is talking about. So important. so important. Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. Um, I'll finish my earlier thought because there's sure, two parts please. there because that's this really segues beautifully. Step one is to feel your feelings, build a relationship with them. Okay. And then I shared a few tips there. Step two is to start building your tools for processing. And I know you do a lot of this work as well. It's like, okay, so now that I know I'm feeling anger, what am I going to do with it? Right. Am I going to go to a boxing class? Am I going to scream into a pillow? Like both great options, right? Am I, how am I going to let this energy out? Because emotions are just energy emotion. I know you talk a lot mm -hmm. about that, right? Mm -hmm. So then when we think about emotions being energy that's stored in our body, right? We can start to understand, and I don't have the actual studies off the top of my head, but you can sure. easily do Google searches and find these studies that are now proving that the collection of these heavier emotions um, or the, the stifling of our true selves and our ability to express ourselves is actually getting stored in our cells at a physical level, our brain all over our body, our gut, our nervous system, 
as actual toxic energy. And science has now, wow. is now proving that that is leading to disease. So, and weight gain, right? And like all of this stemming from what I would call like nervous system dysregulation, right? And the collection of the energy of these emotions in our cells. So when we talk about wanting to lose weight, right? Wanting to boost our metabolism, having a weak immune system, not sleeping well, having hormones that are out of whack, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, all of these are stemmed in emotional suppression and the yeah. lack of actually allowing these emotions, a lifetime of emotional baggage to be processed. So there's some love, important reasons. Yeah. I love what you're bringing up there, Danny, because you know, you're talking about epigenics and I think I just wanted to chime in here because audience, I think one of the things that it can help you in your favor for motivating you. And this is where really motivated me is once I learned how emotions will affect your cells, which means they're going to affect your DNA. Yes. It's going to affect the genetic makeup. So one of the ways you can motivate yourself is you can ask yourself, do I want to pass this on? Yes. Right. Or do I want this to end with me? Right. And for me, when I went through my emotional trauma, which I talk about in my core book, Emotional Detox, that was a huge motivator for me to say, I'm not going to, I'm I, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel because I don't want to pass this on to my children. And because we know we develop these patterns, yeah. these patterns of the way we react. And you look at families. I mean, you must find that very interesting and in what you do, how it, I'm sure you have a client then you're like, okay, well then I also have this family. Can you, and that happens to me yeah. too, where they start yeah. with one and then they're like, okay, now you got to talk to this one. It goes right down the line. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and well, and even mean, in my own story and you know, this is generational trauma. This is how it gets passed down, right? Is the storing of emotions is just one thing, but the imprint in our nervous system that gets handed down through our genetics, through our energy blueprint, um, this is generational trauma. And that's how addiction also spreads through certain, you know, families and households too. Right. So it's these patterns absolutely. and I'm so glad you brought that up, Sherry, because that's been a big part of like my spiritual journey as well as realizing like, like this is these trauma patterns are stopping with me. Like I see it so clearly in my dad and my mom. They have like never honored an emotion. I don't think I've ever seen my mom cry. Like she's stonewalled, like always good. She's always good. I'm like, that's bullshit. You're, you're not a human <laughs> if you're always good. Um, I hope I can say that here. But I mean, we're of meant course. to... Like we want to live life to the fullest, right? And we want to experience it all. And that means feeling the pain, but also feeling the most joy you've ever felt, right? We get to open up to the spectrum of, of beauty and no longer, you know, I'm, I'm here and I know you're doing that too. And hopefully some of you listening to no longer perpetuate these toxic beliefs that prevent us from allowing our natural expression of emotions, right? I mean, look at kids, they know how to do this before society comes in and tells them to stop, right? To put a lid on it and behave. And, um, you know, it's, it's leading to disease. Like we can't Jeez. ignore it anymore. And the binge eating that's then leading to more disease, right. Through the, obviously the, the processed foods that are floating around. I'm curious because this is what you focus on. Do you find social support is a big part of helping people with emotional eating? Of course. I mean, cause we know in the addiction community, that's, that's a big part that perhaps we don't emphasize enough on that social connection and support. Is that how you support in, in what you do? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. It's so huge on, on many levels, right? And it's actually 
um, I no longer work one-on-one -on -one with clients because I can see the healing that's actually meant for all of us, especially as women is done in community. So there's, there's a wounding for all of us around like vulnerability and around feeling ashamed, right? Feeling ashamed of having anger or feeling ashamed of binge eating, right? There's a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of, uh, a lot of old shit that we carry and actually being witnessed, being seen and heard in our vulnerability is where the healing happens. So this is what I do in my group programs. And I just actually hosted my very first retreat, um, this spring. Um, and like just the, the witnessing of, of emotional releases and, um, and honoring what's in our body, you know, as a collective was healing for everybody. So absolutely, like just knowing that we're not alone, I think in that community aspect is so key. There's so many, especially- And your retreats are, are women only, correct? They are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I only yeah. work with just women. To be, just to be clear. And, and everyone, once again, if you want to look look at Danielle's work, yeah. Danielle, D-A-E-M.com and check out her retreats and group things. It's funny. I didn't know you would, didn't do privates anymore. And I just thought to ask that question, are you finding that with emotional eating more of that commute? Because that's, so that's what I would, I would think as well, that that would be so highly benef highly beneficial to someone we only have a couple minutes left. Is there, I know you already gave us some, some tips in terms of feeling your body. And we're really just trying to encourage you to not look at that as silly, that there's real substance underneath that there's science, anything else that you were going to mention? There's two other yeah. things that I would love to share before we wrap up. Like number one is just understanding that, um, we live in a world and you most likely live in a social network or at work where people don't value emotions, right? So if you decide to do this work, you are going to come across people in your life who don't understand it, who maybe don't even respect it. And that's okay, right? So I just encourage you to remember why you're doing this. Find your why with learning to feel again, right? Whether it's, I just want to eat better and no longer be in these toxic patterns where I'm stuffing food in my mouth and gaining weight and feeling horrible, right? But just knowing that, you know, it's okay for you to honor your emotions, but really important that you do it in a safe space. So breaking down and crying at work, not a safe space, but in your car on the way home from work, maybe a safe space. So finding those pockets in your day where you can feel like you can just let your emotions flow. And then in terms of the processing, um, a really important tip there is to understand that it's going to take some trial and error for you to figure out what processing techniques work for you. So I talk a lot in my programs about like active processing and passive processing different emotions need different things, right? Anger is a very physical emotion. So that's going to be supported by maybe going for a really physical run or punching something or screaming, right? Actually vocal activation, extremely potent and powerful releasing emotional energy. And then there's other emotions that might need something softer, you know, like a, a bath or journaling or things like that. So start building your own toolbox of, okay, when I'm feeling stressed, what works for me? And what doesn't work for me, right? And you're going to have to try things on, like going for a walk. Okay, maybe that didn't work for me, but maybe venting to a friend really worked for me to process some of the stress, right? So start trying some things on and know that not everything is going to feel good or work for you, but you will eventually find something that does. So it is about kind of building your own unique individual um, processing toolbox as you start getting into that. Mm, I love that. And that makes a lot of sense. I do think that's a, a really important part. You know, the other day I got into a little tiff with one of my kids, which, which doesn't happen very often. We were all just we're all in under a lot of stress. 
And so we had a little tiff and everything worked out fine. But I, I, at first I was like stone, like a stone, right? Like I'm just pissed. Right. And then in my car, I said, I need to, I need to get away from the house. How many of us need to do that? You just need to go get out of the situation. We both agreed. We just needed a break from each other. And I went because I helped take care of my mom's, um, help her out. And I went and started watering my mom's plants. I was like, I'm going to go water plants. That's, that's going to be my thing. As soon as I filled that watering can, I'm watering the plants. Now the tears are coming down yeah. right? because we don't, we don't want to fight with people that we love or have arguments, you know, and all that. And then it was all exactly what needed to happen for me to return with an open heart like that, for me to go back in. So I don't have the wall up or I don't have. And then for me, of course, cleanse is my thing that I teach and do in terms of teaching people how to process their emotions, but I don't always drop and cleanse. Sometimes I do things like what you're suggesting just to get me feeling, because sometimes things are more intense and then I might cleanse it later the day or the next day, take some real time to sit with cleanse but I, I I I so appreciate what you're saying and that's sort of an a, sort of an example I can offer the audience that yeah sometimes you sometimes you just you're just like you're not feeling anything <laughs> right you're so upset you just free you're numb yeah but if you do if you walk away you go into nature or you're around right and then all of a sudden you'll start feeling again you just got to learn to trust and love yourself but you're yeah. wonderful I love what you're doing right the give yourself the space yeah and I love conflict is so important I, I really want to commend you for that like there's nothing wrong with that and actually that's one of the most healing things to do in like interpersonal conflict say hey I'm feeling a lot right now I just need a minute let's chat about it later. Right. And that might be tomorrow. It might be next week, but that space is, that's a skill to learn, to not react, right. To not throw your anger, to not, you know, get involved in things like that, take space, Mm -hmm. do some processing, come back together, have an open-hearted, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And we did, and it turned out great. And it all came from feeling everyone. I love the direction you're in. I love what you're doing. I think you're a great resource for people out out there. So I hope, I hope they reach out to you and check you out, especially if you're someone who's struggling with emotional eating, or maybe, you know, someone who needs a, a little hand, then reach out to Danielle Dane, D-A-E-M.com. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for coming on Just Us Spirit. Thanks for yeah. being, yeah, you, Sherrianna, and doing everything that you're doing. And um, huge shout out as well. You've been on my podcast. So that's an amazing resource, even beyond Do my website, share? which yeah, really needs updating. Podcast. Don't go to my website. No. <laughs> Yeah, What's they, your podcast? Beyond Sugar Freedom is my podcast name. You can find it on Apple and Spotify. Um, and that's really the best place to get a better sense of everything that I'm teaching and talking about. And I know you'll find there's lots of emotional eating um, episodes there. And you've been on, which was an amazing episode. So yeah. loved yeah, that, that was, conversation. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. We're going to take uh, one more quick break. I'll be actually, we're not taking a quick break. We've already had two breaks, right, Danielle? We have. I think we're, we're, we're done, everyone. We're done. Okay. I'm done. I'm going to have breakfast, actually lunch. <laughs> I don't know what time it's, it is. <laughs> exactly. Listen to your body. Listen, folks. Remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Don't forget to head over to the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. Check out the authors. Check out my latest book, Energy in Action, which is about the power. The subtitle is The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate a Life of Peace and Freedom. That's it for now. We'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. 
thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.